0: everybody and welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. Today's August the 2nd, 2017. My name is LeGrand. I'm back from a, I don't know, two year hiatus. Uh, It's good to be back. I'm here with co-host Dale Jones. Hello, Dale.
1: Hey, I'm good.
0: Uh, And also with Jeremy. Hello. Hi.
1: Hey, I'm good too. Jeremy
0: Lamont. Thanks for asking. Hey, how are you?
1: (laughs) Not bad. Not bad.
0: Oh, you should wait till I ask before you answer I, I the know. question. I know it's just or Dale presume, did it, so I did it too. Or presume that I'm not asking a question. No, I know that you care. I do. I totally.
1: So LeGrand, really uh, care. I assumed that you were on a an interdimensional mission to Earth Two to uh, save the podcasting world uh, in an alternate dimension. Indeed. Where Where have you been?
0: huh well, where to Where to begin? Uh, well, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, at a comic-con called rally supercon and then i went to the east banks of north carolina and uh, saw some wild horses and rode some horses and fooled around there for a while the wife came along with me on this trip this work trip so we went and i don't know stayed in a stayed in a town that was like a a pirate themed tourist trap (laughs) uh cool it was pretty cool though it was nice it was fun uh went and saw a cool lighthouse um, and then, But then I was home for like a week, and I was like, "I'm gonna totally record." And then I was like, "Hey, I, I'm gonna be a little bit late." And then uh, you guys were recording. Yeah. And, I came down to- <laughs> and so then I left again uh, to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for Florida Supercon, um, and there I did my thing there and I came home and then yesterday I went to Phoenix and came home yesterday from Phoenix wow
1: so I I just have one question for you from all of that Uh, did you happen to bond with one of the wild horses so that now it comes out of the
0: nowhere when you whistle and like you can ride it and no. no no it's always out of range i didn't get close enough i tried to get close enough but it ran away oh. i snuck up behind it it doesn't and, like, matter because
2: wherever you are the horse will always be out of range to hear you whistle
0: yeah you, you can only get horses if you go to those horse camps and then you'll say well i gotta climb this mountain and then you start climbing and then the horse is just gone forever yeah, the, the best so, way to
1: get him is really when the goblins are riding it get one of those because they're already like pre you know they're, they're yeah, broken pre, already so. pre-happy yeah exactly well yeah, we're glad well, to have you back sorry you didn't get a horse but uh it sounds like it was a good time overall
0: yeah, it was a uh, it was good. Good, so so that's what I've been doing. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's good good to have you back. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. I I played a lot of video games. Uh, well, did you take your take Switch? That, I take that back. I took my Switch and I took my Vita, and I played some Switch on my first trip. And uh, I found myself. So we stayed at a little bed and breakfast in this little town called Beaufort in North Carolina. It's kind of a it's a town that's really, really old. Like our, our the place where we stayed had, was built in like 1762 or something. Like it's super freaking old. Uh And they had this sweet deck, this little porch, so on the second floor, and I sat out there in a hammock and played Legend of Zelda for a while. Um, so nice. anyway, I kind of got back into that. I'm now in the um, camel. Is the camel the lightning one? I'm in the um. lightning one. Is
2: the camel the lightning one? It's farther than no, I've got. I'm gotten. in the elephant.
0: I'm not in the elephant. Uh, I don't know. I'm in the lightning one in the Gerudo de- Desert. and yeah, I'm that's, in that Yeah, that's right? the
2: lightning one. That's the one with the real pain
0: in the ass boss. Oh, great.
2: I think, I think uh, that was him.
0: Anyway, I don't really have hmm. much to say about that game. So I, I played it enough to get to that point. Uh, I went and hunted a bunch of shrines and tried to find all the towers. How many hearts do you um, have? I don't know, dude. Ten, maybe? Eight? I have... So
2: I've gotten to where... So I beat all the Divine Beasts and I have 15 hearts and I got the Master Sword.
0: And, oh, I'm, cool. and I am and I could
2: basically go and beat the game anytime, but I want to go and find a bunch of shrines first because there's a whole lot of that world that
0: I still have not been to yet. Yeah, for sure. Like well, that game's huge, man. Like, you'd play that game... Like, there's never going to be... And I'm going to say this. There's never going to be a 100% speedrun of this game. It's just not going to happen. Oh, it would take forever. Yeah, it would be like... I don't know. The entire uh, awesome game's done quick. Whatever time period that they want to run that, that game would be
2: really hard because like all you'd have to get all the shrines, you'd have to get all the core seeds. Yeah, forget
0: you know, that. That's the it problem. Would be insane. That would be ridiculous. You know, somebody's gonna do it. It's gonna be like, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's found everything at this point, right? Like somebody. I could see sure. a speed run
2: of like some of the some of the most elaborate shrines, you know, like speedruns of that sort of thing. But
0: the. Or maybe speed run to get the Master Sword and then beat the game. Well, yeah, maybe already, ru- they're already doing those, right? Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Speedrun to beat all the Divine Beasts, get the Master Sword, and beat the game. Yeah, you'd have right? to set parameters for your speed run with that game. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be one at the next uh, whatever done quick. But anyway, what I did play on my Vita, I I played, I bought Salton Sanctuary. Uh, it was on sale. Um, on some PlayStation Network sale. I bought it for like $10. Uh, This is a game that I've been wanting to play for a while, but it wasn't on the Vita for a while, and it finally came to the Vita. Uh, So I got it, and I played it on the PlayStation for a while. Uh, I bought it because it was on sale, and I was playing it on the PlayStation, and then I noticed it was on the Vita, so then I stopped, and I started playing it on the PlayStation. (laughs) Or on the Vita, sorry. So now I'm playing it on the Vita, but I have... It's not cross-save, which is kind of a bum. I was just
1: going to ask that.
0: Yeah, so I played like maybe... I don't know, three or four hours on the PlayStation, and then now I am past that point on a new character. I actually put a different class uh, in on the Vita version. So yeah, super bummer, man. I don't understand. Like, It seems like that would be the easy part. It seems like that is something that we need to just expect from these cross-buy games... Uh, that they need to have cross-save. I don't understand why this is not a thing. Yeah, I don't get it. It's kind of weird. It's stupid. Well,
1: so Salt and Sanctuary uh,
0: itself is one of those... I mean, we were talking about this
1: on the one of our recent podcasts where there have been a bunch of, like, side-scrolling, roguelike, uh, Souls. souls-type games. Yeah, Souls-esque. and it seems like this is one of those. Is that
0: right? This is one of those. It's... um. And it is very, very similar to uh, Dark Souls: Bloodborne. Whatever it's might kind have been the like, first
2: kind of like really prominent one yeah, of, of those yeah, like two so. I think so. It came
0: lights. out in mid two thousand sixteen. So last year it came to Vita in March of this year, I guess. But so mm. I wasn't really following it apparently because I didn't buy it until just recently. But yeah, it's um, it, it's called Salt and Sanctuary because uh, salt is basically the equivalent of the souls in the Dark Souls games or the whatever they call them in Bloodborne. Um, the thing that you get that you lose when you die and you have to right. go back and get it or whatever. Uh, blood
2: Echoes? Is that what
0: blood called? Echoes, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, so salt is the equivalent of that and you're collecting salt. And um, sanctuaries are like your safe zones. Um, and so you, it's, it's kind of difficult. And by difficult, it's like, oh. I mean, Bloodborne is not... The only way that Bloodborne is difficult is because guys can, like, one-shot you, right? Right. And if you're not careful, then dudes will just kill you really fast. And that's the that's the challenging part of that game. Um, aside from that, once you kind of know the combat, that game becomes kind of easy, right? Uh, once you kind of figure it all out. The boss battles, of course, were always hard in Bloodborne. But uh, this game is kind of the same way where um, you start out the game and you're super weak and you level up. And you get stronger, and you can upgrade weapons and things like that. And um, you go around fighting enemies. And if you, as you kill them, you get salt, and you spend the salt to level up, or you spend the salt to upgrade things. And it's got a lot of different mechanics, and a lot. It's got a lot more depth, I believe, than um, as far as like game systems in play uh, than like Bloodborne. Um, you can. You get different different weapons. So you can basically start out the game and you have this kind of like a sphere grid. Uh, kind of like Final Fantasy X, but you start in one spot and you can kind of branch out and spec your dude however you want. Um, you kind of need to like kind of focus on a weapon. So you start out with a, a beginning class and that just kind of start determines like what weapons you start out with and kind of your base stats. Um, but you can really do whatever you want, it seems like. Uh, so I am currently playing a Thief... Rogi type character that uses daggers. Um, my first character that I played used like a two-handed greatsword. Um, but you basically level that way. And each weapon type has a different, uh, a different I don't know what they call them, like strength or dexterity or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that makes it so it, the weapon scales with it. Uh, the weapons also can be transmuted, so they can be changed to stronger versions of those weapons with different names. Uh, and, Things Uh, They can also be upgraded, so you can spend money upgrading them with a blacksmith and spend salt. And by money, I mean salt, sorry. You also (laughs) have money to buy items and to buy weapons and things like that, like other weapons that you don't have. Um, There's also lots of different armor sets. Uh, Armor sets will give you different bonuses. There's encumbrance, so... uh, you have if you want to be able to wear really heavy armor and wield the biggest weapons, then you have to um, spec your guy and get some points into endurance so that you can carry more things. Right? What's the world um, like
2: in this game? Is it a big interconnected single thing or yeah, stages? Or? It, it's
0: it kind of reminds me of like um, Symphony of the Night, uh, where you're in an area and it like as you walk into the area, it labels it like this is the I don't know, Swampy Land or whatever. I, I don't I don't remember any. of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or whatever it is and then you, this is the keep and then, then you walk into another area. But it, it's not like a castle. It's more of um just a bunch of interconnected zones. So like I'm in a keep and now I'm outside the keep and now I'm in the thief's hideout and now I'm in the forest and now I'm in this dungeon and now I'm in this cave and now I'm in the city. There's a town that's got these mean guys that want to throw bombs at me. Um, and now, you know, so but it's all interconnected. And it kind of has a little bit of a um, it's kind of got some, some Metroidvania stuff going on there. Is there some platforming? There's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of platforming, so you okay. can jump and So it's all 2D, so it's it's not just a single... So you're, so you're going up and down through these levels, and going up, you know, there's elevators that you can unlock to kind of help you get to places, and you're climbing up ladders, uh, and you can jump and kind of grab things, and eventually you start getting unlocking abilities that allow you to traverse uh, past roadblocks that, you know, just metroidvania style so like i have a way where i can jump and like jump off of a wall now or there's like these things that allow me to walk on the ceiling that allows me to traverse certain areas and get to new zones and things like that (laughs) um all the while you are collecting salt, leveling up your guy, and then fighting boss fights. And then but the, basically the boss fights are then allowing you to retrieve an item that kind of allows you to get to the next area, right? Hmm.
1: So uh, you, you were talking about the leveling up, and I, and I know that there is in Souls games uh, sort of a, a level progression thing. But you always hear about people who will do like a naked run or, or whatever. Like you can theoretically get anywhere... As long, I mean, just like Zelda. I mean, we were just talking about that. You can basically get anywhere provided that you can hang. Like, if you've got the the skills to, you know, to not get hit, uh, is, is that the kind of thing here, or are you really dependent uh, you on that You could. Level? It
0: would really suck, though, just because the boss fights would take, the bosses would kill you in one hit, yeah. and they would take 45 minutes to kill if you didn't have, like, leveled up stuff. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, which gets, you know, really annoying, like... I'm now like second guessing this rogue character that I've been playing with my dagger because I'm coming up on a boss fight um, that I watched. I watched some a video of somebody playing it, um, and it looks like it would be really, really hard with a long, with a short range weapon like a dagger. So now I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that was actually partly my, do do. my
1: line of questioning too, because you mentioned you've you've tried the two different characters, the broadsword and then the daggers, and I just wonder if it's a situation where could you be specking yourself out? As I mean, that's what happened to me in Demon Souls. Was I just specking? I don't myself think wrong. so.
0: It, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of more like, well, this character is better for new players, right? Like, uh, certainly you could beat the game with this class. I mean, that's why it exists, it's right? What, right. It just depends on what you want. There's also other weapon types that I could go into. Or if I wanted to, you know, grind out some levels and, you know, put some points into other weapon types that I wanted to use and then level those up, I could always, you know, migrate over to something else. Uh, It's just every time you level up, it costs more salt, which is more difficult to get. Uh, Also, in the sanctuaries, you can can bring in NPCs to your sanctuary. There's this whole system that I don't quite understand yet uh, having to do with the, the deity or the religion that you follow. Uh, So there's all these different religions in the game and what religion you follow determines what bonuses you get out of your sanctuary and Mm -hmm. what items are available from them. Uh, And if you decide you want to change religions, you piss off your previous religion. And if you go back to a sanctuary that is of that religion, then they get all mad at you or something like that. And I don't quite understand everything that's going on there. So I'm kind of just sticking to one sanctuary. But you can also convert a sanctuary over to whatever... Religion you're following for, no. and I don't really know what it. I don't. I don't really know what it does. Right. But <laughs> well, <sounds laughs> there's complex. that. But you can. But but then you can also like bring in different. Uh, you find these stone. these idols that you find in the game as you're killing guys. Like guys have will drop different items, and those items can be used to upgrade. So there's kind of like a way that you need to like farm items to level up. Weapons, And you also get these idols that drop that you can take into your sanctuary and then you can bring in a blacksmith or you can bring in an alchemist or you can bring in a leader. And as you bring in those things, you also get bonuses to that zone. So you can um, equip, you know, bring in like a a guy that makes it so you gain more salt in that zone or you do more attack damage or you have more fire resistance mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, there are elemental properties, so different Different, you know, weapons and armor that you equip and rings and things like that will give you, you know, different um, resistances. So I fought a, a poison-based boss called the Alchemist, and I had to equip a bunch of poison resistance gear or else he would have kicked my ass. And same with this dragon that I fought that breathed fire; had to find fire resistance gear. Um, so I'm to the point now in the game where I'm in a zone that's just really annoying. It's there's lots of um, lots of really hard enemies, um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep trying to trudging through it and playing it because I really like it and I really it kind of feels more like a Bloodborne to me because you can like parry which is kind of similar to like when you use the shotgun or whatever right. in the right. Bloodborne game so uh, you parry a dude and then you can like walk up to him and execute like a finishing move on him just you know, just like you can in Bloodborne right. uh, You can't do that to the bosses however which kind of sucks um, I tried and I died a lot <laughs> uh, But yeah, the boss fights are hard and it's mostly kind of just pattern learning like you have to just figure out how to dodge his attacks and then uh, then attack him, right? Or um, that's basically what the boss fights are. And usually the bosses will have a couple phases where the first time is kind of like, okay, here's the basic attacks and they're kind of slower and he doesn't chain them together as much. And then once you reach a certain point, he starts attacking faster and chaining abilities differently. Uh, So you have to kind of learn to react to those. So some of the bosses I was able to beat first try, uh, just like in Bloodborne, there's some of them I just was able to defeat. Um, and others had took me, you know, fifteen times uh, before I could beat them. Um, and it's not by lack of it's not by lack of level. It's more by lack of oh, I wasn't able to dodge that, and he chained a bunch of attacks and killed me in one right. shot. Right, and that's where those these kind of games kind of get frustrating. But uh, it's satisfying and it's cool when you beat a boss. You know, it's just like in Bloodborne or Dark Souls, like it feels great when you finally achieve victory. So that's kind of the driving sort. The you know the driving. Force behind this game for the people who like these games, right? They like the the feel of accomplishment, right? Um, So yeah, it's good though. I mean, and I don't know, it's probably not on sale anymore, but for ten bucks, man, fantastic buy for sure. Yeah, I had my Um, eye on that
1: too, and I never never really bit, so I I may have to wait for that to uh, come around again.
0: Yeah, it's good and it plays great on the Vita. Uh, The Vita screen is a little bit more wide, so you get a little bit, you lose a little bit of field of view um, vertically uh, since it is a two D game. So I did notice a difference on certain areas, you know, early on. Between playing on like a monitor or whatever and the Vita, so mm. there is that. But uh, it's good and it's fun, um, and I'm gonna keep you know dicking around with it. But there's that. Uh, I also and I also noticed that on on Jeremy's list, um, I've been playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been playing this too? I have, yeah, just a little bit. I've only gotten I've only dipped my toe in uh, just
1: in the last couple of days, and uh, I, I have a pretty good idea of what the game's about. I don't
0: quite yet have a feel for how. It's about cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. <So that's> about- <laughs> it's about um, loot and uh, trying to figure out how to sell people loot boxes. That's what this game is That's what I've heard. Well, so, I, I mean, I can talk about it a little bit. So Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about it. Let's both talk about it because I played... I've I played maybe four hours of it, okay. five hours. Well, let's let's maybe. first just kind of lay out what
1: it is. So it's um from Epic Games. It's their first thing that they've done since like what I guess
0: Gears of, Gears War. of War. I suppose um, people it, can fly. I did it, and they're the guys that did Gears of War, Judgment, Holy. They also did that uh, Bullet Bulletstorm. Bullet Storm. Yeah, that's right. And, and, this and they is, also started out with doing Painkiller. You guys remember the Painkiller games? Oh yeah, uh, that was that was their first. Anyway, yeah, yeah. this game is drastically it is different, way from, different the from that. Of War. Yeah,
1: there's there's a lot less like thick-necked dudes, um, you know, no dick tits, none of that stuff. Uh in fact, I would <laughs> what this, I definitely get a feel from this that they are trying to capture the uh, the aging minecraft market when i say aging i mean the the, the tweens teens like people who who have been playing is, uh, minecraft as children who are now getting past that and no, kind of want something i don't get them, i don't get a now. minecraft
0: feel i don't get a minecraft feel from this game
1: yeah so so what it actually is is it is um uh, like i said a third person shooter and it has kind of a uh, a gathering component to it so you always have a uh a pickaxe with you, or something that you can gather with, and um, there's a campaign to it, and, and the, the art style of it is uh, a little bit more like like Team it's Fortress SLCD. maybe, or yeah, it's got got that Team Fortress or that Overwatch look to it, um, not not gritty realism like you would expect from you know something that Epic publishes, uh, and and the basic thrust of it is it's more or less a tower defense type game. I mean, I get
0: a lot of uh, like orcs must die. Kind of from it, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like Orcs Must Die, except you have to gather stuff to build your exactly, exactly. Build your traps and your defenses. And not right? only
1: are you building traps, but you actually can build structures. They have walls and ceilings and floors and stairs. Uh, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a cross between like your your sort of Minecraft. Um, construction set and and like orcs must die because you've got those traps and things it's that, uh, it's
0: way different than dude i don't know why people compare it to minecraft i don't get that vibe at all okay tell, um, tell me more it's kind of more like those other I, I mean it has more of the age of conan style of building where basically you say i'm going to build a wall and you basically well, get no, a grid of nine. 4 style. yeah exactly yeah. so mm-hmm. you you place a wall but you can also edit the wall and say okay actually i want to remove this area of the walls and then it builds you a door in that area right. or, or you, you can, can take like off make that, the top half
1: and make it into a, you know, half wall or something like that.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, the, the building is not so much. I'm placing brick by brick. It's more, I'm placing walls and placing a, it's kind of more like in a grid system. So you look down and you have a grid and a grid is more like an area that's, you know, 10 feet by 10 feet. And so I place a floor down and then I can place a wall on that floor. That's a 10 foot by 10 foot piece of wall. Then I can build a ramp up that thing and then build more, you know, ceiling pieces and then all of that you build around. So the, kind of the uh, the core gameplay is like there's a storyline behind something that you have to protect <laughs> yeah. for whatever yeah, it is. And exactly. it doesn't matter what it is. It's just a thing that you have to protect. And so you spawn into a zone. It kind of match makes you with a bunch of other dudes. And you basically run around the zone finding survivors, finding scavenging different loot and you know and gathering resources. There's mm-hmm. three main resources. There's wood, stone, or brick, and metal. Um and you can build floors and ever all the stuff that you can build, you can build out of any of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh the metal ones obviously being the more rare resource and you can, you know, they're but they're more stronger against your your enemies or whatever, right? Yep. And so also while you're gathering things, then you can also build traps and you can deploy those traps uh, to defend this thing that you have to defend, and so mm-hmm. you can spend as much time as you want, just run around the world, and it kind of has a set map. And you there's like a map that you can unlock the vision of it, and there's like a percentage gauge of how much map you've unlocked. And then um, everyone's running around doing their thing, and they're like, "Okay, well, we found the thing we have to defend," and it's like, "All right, we'll build your defenses," and so you build your defenses, then you activate it, and then it starts. It turns into like a a horde mode where this just mm-hmm. starts sending waves of enemies at you, and they're trying to destroy the thing that you're trying to defend or stop yeah. it or whatever they're trying to do, And all the right? stuff
1: that you built is breakable, um, so they can... You know, if you build a wall, they can break through it. If you build a half wall, you can still see over it and shoot them, but, that, you know, they'll break that too. Um, the, the zombies themselves are kind of weird. They're a little bit like uh, Plants vs. Zombies-style zombies. I mean, they, they have, like... Here's one who's a baseball pitcher, and here's stupid one stupid zombies. A uh, kind, of, kind of, I mean, they're they're like.
0: Well, to start out, I'm sure it gets a little bit more difficult. Yeah, right?
1: and they, they do have like some bigger, like almost Left for Dead style. Like here's one that's a you know it's got a
0: big arm that it crashes on things, and uh, there's but, a bee guy that shoots bees. Yeah, bees. <laughs> that's uh, a weird one. It, it's definitely got it's got oh, definitely very the over pain, the top in the way. in the character design. Yeah. yeah, it's got the pain zombie, and it's got the. Um, I'm assuming it gets really hard. Up to this point, I've had no reason to even use traps or even build a wall for that point. Like, we could just easily defend our thing, you know, with four players um, without even building any defenses. Yeah, playing with
1: Uh, other people definitely makes it easier. But you can solo, and I was kind of surprised. It actually has, I figured it was just going to be like, uh, I mean, honestly, before I started playing it, I had no idea really what to expect. I didn't really see much on it. I thought it was going to be a thick-necked space marine type game um but uh it has like you mentioned this campaign like you actually have a single player or a solo thing that you can go through that explains the story and it's very well voiced like all the characters and and you know they have funny little quips that they do and it has kind of a there's
0: a character yeah
1: right it's kind of like kind of like uh that character from borderlands that little claptrap, claptrap. yeah she's like your robot uh, advisor kind of person and she's kind of fun to talk to and uh um, I, I mean, I was surprised that it even had that component to it. I figured it was just going to be... I mean, because it's kind of a cross between that, right? There's like a single player sort of thing, but then you can do missions that are sort of repetitive. Like, you might find yourself doing the same kind of thing and maybe grinding for loot. You always do
0: the same kind of thing. That's the thing with this game. Yeah. Um, you're always just gathering things and building defenses to defend a thing. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the, the, But the, what kind of makes it varied is that you can actually... As you level up and do things, there's a whole skill tree that you unlock, and there's different types of characters that you can play as, and those characters have different strengths and weaknesses and separate abilities and can equip and are better with different weapons and um, have those types of things. And so that's where the the stupid freaking free-to-play loot system comes into this game, and what's going to ultimately make it super annoying is that, um, well, if you care about that, is that you, un- you get these loot boxes, and those are what contain these different characters to play as yeah the character they have and different qualities and... so there's legendary epic rare mm-hmm. uncommon common just like every other game right um and so i have a couple legendary guys and i have no reason why i would ever use any of the other ones like they're weaker right so why would i ever use a weaker character and so the same thing applies to traps so you have different traps with different quality of traps and you get those by Opening loot boxes or finding them or getting them from quests or as you complete quests, you unlock, you get loot or as you beat a mission, you get a loot at the end of the game, depending on how well you did. And that will give you things Mm -hmm. that you can then, you know, use in subsequent missions, right? Yeah. Uh, there's also a point where you can start equipping defenders um, where I just barely started getting to that point, so I don't quite understand. There's a lot of systems in play here. There's a lot of weapon schematics that you get. you ultimately only have to find all the items to craft. Right. And so a lot of it is like RNG of like, I got to find this Wisley dude so I can craft <laughs> this gun that I want to make, right? Um, and then I can level up that gun and you can, you know, you, you, as you, you find like XP in your, um, Loot that you can then apply to survivors, or apply to characters, or apply to weapons to level them up and make them better. Um, but yeah, there's a it's it's definitely a very free to play design game where loot is the thing, and they're loot llamas or they're little pinatas that are, look like llamas, and you whack them with melee weapons. Not only do they, they look like llamas, but they look like Viva Pinata pinatas. I mean, they yeah. have like
1: eyeballs that kind
0: of look around, and you know, and they talk to you too before you smash them, and then they like drop candy and schematics it seems it's, easy, whatever, it's, it's right? weird i mean th- th- there's just
1: kind of i don't know it's weird that that part i don't know it's not a big deal but i'm like wow what is the aesthetic what are they going for here exactly
0: yeah it's it, it, like i said it's just a very very over the top you know it's fun to smash those llamas yeah they say weird things to you and you like you, you smash them with like a guitar or you smash yeah. it with like a, a a baseball bat or you know random a samurai or yeah yeah doesn't matter and it's just kind of it's kind of you know, just like every game, like uh, Hearthstone or Heroes of the Storm or any of these loot-driven games uh, or loot box-driven games, like it's very, very satisfying. Like the whole animation and the effects and the sounds is very satisfying to open things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so this game did, has done very well at that, as making you want to buy loot boxes and open them because it's fun to open loot boxes in this game. Yeah, and they can um, make money when you buy them, and they can make money. And I have, and I have. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't bought any loot boxes with real money. So yeah. just the, the thing I'm not sure about, and the thing that I I kind of hear people kind of questioning or, or you know
1: being uncertain about is is the amount of time that you would actually spend playing it. Um, you know, they, the, people keep talking about whether it has any legs. Um, and I think part of that might be the fact that it's—I mean, it's all completely co-op. You know, there's no there's no verses. You don't play against other people. You're always playing with other people. So it's always uh-huh. the horde that you're that you're fighting against. And there's always you know like okay, everybody run around and and you know build stuff. And then when we all decide we're ready, you know, it's time to do it. Um, and so I think there's just a little bit of a pacing issue there that I think could you know kind of get a little bit samey
0: over well, time. Well, wh- what I think is going to be the problem is, and I don't know how it how the level curve goes but i think eventually you'll get to the point where um like you have to craft traps and you have to craft them with things that you gather and eventually and you're just not going to have the stuff to craft everything you want to craft and so you're going to be spending a lot of time running around whacking stuff with your pickaxe to find these things so you can craft the traps and Defend your base. Because I would imagine there's a reason why all these traps exist. And as of right now, I don't need them. Yeah. But I imagine that there's going to come a point where it's just going to be too hard without them, right? Uh, Just like in Orcs Must Die, like, the traps is the main piece of that game. Like, that's the funnest part of the game is putting those traps down. And this game, I have yet to experience a need to have traps, which is kind of disappointing at this point. You know, five five hours in, and I don't really need traps. Like, okay. So at that point, it becomes a horde-based wave-based shooter that is mediocre at best with a lot of loot, you know? Right. Um, Where I really liked Orcs Must Die and Orcs Must Die 2, which was also co-op, but the more focus there was on the traps. Yeah, like there was a lot
1: less, like, open range to it. It was just like, here's your hallway,
0: put some traps down. Yeah, and you have all this energy, and these traps cost this amount of energy. You have this much energy to spend and build out your traps. Yeah. And this is like, well, you can build whatever you want, but you have to go run around and, you know, hit fridges and yeah. break down buildings and, I and, think it, and it, everything is destructible, which is kind of fun but yeah. it just becomes kind of tiring just...
1: I think it kind of boils down to how much you like that tower defense, that orcs must die kind of component. Because if if you like that, I mean that's really what this is. Then the other thing of it is um, how much patience do you have for the the hunt, you know, searching things. And I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of where I got the Minecraft. It wasn't necessarily in the fluidity of what you can build, but the fact that everything is sort of component based, and you need three of these to build one of those, and you know, put these in your in your inventory and craft something new out of it. And everything is all based on the crafting, not all not only what you build, but what you build into your inventory. You know, the weapons and 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 all that sort of thing, um, and, and so I guess it just kind of is is a, an intersection of those two ideas, and I, it may just depend on how how much you you know, how much you lie at the center of that Venn diagram is, uh, you know, I'm I'm still interested in playing more Fortnite. I haven't actually played it co-op with anybody. Um, I think at this point it is in early access on PC, which you have to have, you have to either bought a Founders Pack or, or, uh, you know, it's not open. On the PlayStation 4, though, I'm pretty sure you can pretty much just download it from the PlayStation store. I believe you can play it on on console. Um, it does have controller support, so I've actually played it both on uh, keyboard and mouse and also with a a DualShock 4 on PC, and, uh, they seem to work pretty well um, you don't need a lot of precision aiming in this um, so it's you know it works out all right to use a controller um, but but yeah i mean I, in general i like i said i guess it just depends on that that confluence of those game types and, and how much you enjoy playing those kinds of things
0: yeah and, so. and i have yet to play it with anyone that i know either and i think that that might be where the enjoyment comes from is just hanging out with your friends and playing this game that's not necessarily and, and I'm hoping that the difficulty ramps up sooner rather than later. you yeah. know, because there hasn't really been a reason for me to like really figure out, you right. know, trap. You, you need layout, some challenge. You need or... something to push against. Yeah, right. it was just you know kind of, kind of frustrating. But uh, you know, overall, it's it's enjoyable. You know, you have to craft bullets <laughs> though, and that kind of right. pisses me <laughs> off. <out. laughs> where, like, I got to the point where I had, like, hardly any bullets left. It's like, well, I gotta go find some metal so I can make some bullets. And it was super annoying. Uh, but once you do have the resources, it's quick to craft things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quick that you, you can, you can throw down the structure really, really fast. Uh, uh, I wish there was more like a home base, that I had like a home base I could go back to and just build upon Yeah, and make cool, you know? Um, well, and, and you, you do have really do you do have
1: the one base. I mean, the thing is that the stuff that you build is gone. I mean, it, you start over every level new, you know? You, you build your stuff brand new. But you do you I do wonder actually... if you can go
0: back to your main base. Do you go back to your main base and like just keep building on yeah, it? Yeah,
1: but it doesn't really do much. I mean, you keep some stuff there, but it doesn't really affect much of the actual gameplay itself. But, but yeah, you, you do have a base. Just kind know. of for fun, I yeah. guess. It's mm-hmm. Just...
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I,
0: I think that the system itself for building is pretty cool. Yeah, actually, it's switching really easy to use. Yeah,
1: switching back and forth between the building and the shooting is a lot more fluid than it seemed at first. I actually got the hang of it and was able to, uh, you know, to. to you know, you know, there are little sub menus like you know if you're going to build something on a floor versus build something on a ceiling versus whatever. They have little little menu options for that, and and you can actually pretty quickly go in between those. You know, if you're in the middle of something and need to quickly set up a trap, until you're like out that. of wood, and yeah. then
0: no more building yeah.
1: for you. <laughs>
0: so
2: no, I'm right. hearing here it's kind of like a, a mixed uh, reception here because it's. Uh, how about if you focused on just like the um, the play experience alone? If there was no loot stuff if there was no
0: none of that incentive do you would you be coming back well it would be like orcs must die i put a lot of time into orcs must die okay and that game was awesome like i really liked that game just because it was setting up the traps was fun and like you know figuring out how to do all that the best way was enjoyable to me uh what's slowing me down on this and what may ultimately cause me to stop playing is the fact that i have to you know grind out find you know grind out all the you know the resources i need to build stuff you know yeah but the gameplay itself is fine it's as 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 competent as orcs must die if not a little bit more since you have a little bit more control over what you're building um but i guess we'll see
1: yep (laughs) <laughs> huh. uh, so aside from Fortnite, which I'll probably be going back to and maybe have some further thoughts on after I've had a chance to, to really dig into some more stuff, uh, had a chance this week to play the Titanfall 2 Frontier Defense Mode, the new, uh, which actually technically is also a tower defense uh, type uh, mode that they've added onto to Titanfall 2. It's a free update with the game. Um, and it is a four-player co-op, uh, essentially a limited map, so they have these specific maps where you've got an extractor that you have to defend. Uh, and it's basically just uh, Titanfall with with waves, uh, the the incoming enemies are a combination of, you know, the grunts and the sort of ground based enemies, and then titans that come in and, and have different abilities. And they are um, a little bit like the single player mode of Titanfall, where you know they're challenging enough, but they're not going to take you down like in the in the multiplayer. Like it's not another human grade opponent.
0: Are they um, like the grunts that you kill? Are they as weak as that or or Uh, maybe
1: somewhere in between i mean they're you know they're sufficiently difficult to kill and and there are different types of titans in fact they've sort of retrofitted some of the existing titan modes to do different things i mean they have things like mortar titans now who will attack the objective from far away so they'll show they'll be indicated on the map that you kind of got to get away from from where you are and go out and get them um they will come in uh you know waves of you know five or six of them at a time and uh um, you know, they, they can they can get pretty challenging. There are drones that'll fly in. Um, the, the waves, there's up to five waves. So five waves will come through, and each one, of course, is um, increasing difficulty. Uh, with each kill, of course, you accrue money, kind of like you do in the multiplayer modes. Uh, you know, the, like attrition mode or, or some of those. Uh, there's a bank that you, uh, buy stuff from in between rounds, so you can buy batteries, which basically serve as, uh, healing, or, uh, uh, you know, they kind of refresh your Titan. Um, you accrue Titan, uh, uh, percentage, I guess, whatever it is, you know, to bring your Titan down if, if you uh, if you lose your Titan. So it, it's it really a pretty good mix of like the single player and the multiplayer modes of of Titanfall two. And I think they've really done a pretty good job with it. Each of the Titan classes kind of has a role that it's assigned. So uh, you know, you have uh, your I'm trying to remember the names of all the Titans. I mean, I know there's the chain gun one, and that kind of serves as launcher.
0: A, yeah, yeah, there's striker.
1: Yeah, there, there's um uh. You know, some that are that are sort of designed to have, um, you, you know, more seek and attack abilities, or or the seeker. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, you also can uh, add down turrets, so you can actually build and place turrets that are, are pretty. Uh, they're they're pretty strong. They'll they'll kill uh, grunts and uh, do pretty good damage to titans and if they get uh, destroyed you can actually go and reactivate them anytime which is kind of nice um, the waves will come from just about anywhere though so you it does keep you moving quite a bit uh, and you know we actually played this on the Game Byte show twitch.tv stream so you can actually see that archived over at YouTube uh, where Jared and I kind of would find ourselves kind of switching from one area of the map to the next uh, and uh, trying to you know hold off the incoming wave on one side while we're mopping up something on the other side so they, they keep it going pretty well um we uh we only found ourselves failing once or twice we only played on the the regular mode uh and uh uh, you know, it, it, they give you two tries, so if you fail, if, you, if your Extractor dies, you can actually retry from that wave. You don't have to start from the beginning again, which is kind of neat, and uh, it is an unlock-fest. I mean, you get a ton of experience points playing this mode. Both Jared and I found that we were unlocking like a ton of new uh, skins and, and just like all kinds of upgrades for weapons and things like that. Um, and, and it's new, so people are playing it. Uh, if you've already got Titanfall 2 and you have uh, not logged in in a while, this might be a good excuse to kind of get back into it and, and kind of refresh yourself on it. Uh, still way fun, and uh, like I said up to four people together, so if you have a, a crew that you roll with, uh, that might be a good good excuse to, uh, to jump into that. Uh, the other thing I've been playing just briefly is on the PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection for the Vita this month. Uh, one of the items on there was Downwell, which I had talked about a, a few months back on mobile, and the thing that I really hated about Downwell, it's sort of a a vertical, I don't know what you'd call it, like a vertical shooter. You basically are always falling down, and your guy has these gun boots that you use to just, like, shoot different things, uh... And there's different different kinds of firing modes and things like that. The thing was, though, that on mobile, it was the soft controls, you know, the... Uh, oh, this is you a,
2: so, so bad all the yeah, time. Yeah,
1: and it was really bad for something like this, which is sort of a high-precision, high-velocity... Very velocity. Yeah, it, it is Yeah, it is a Twitch sort, sort of shooter. And the thing about the Vita version, so it's actually cross by for both the PlayStation 4 and the Vita. The thing is that this is one of the few Vita games that actually supports a sideways orientation, sort of a Tate mode... Uh, kind of like the old, uh, you know, the treasure shooters and, and some of those kinds of things. So you can actually tilt your Vita on its side, which is kind of advantageous for this because you have that that great vertical field of view, I guess it would be. The only tricky thing is that now that you've got it held on its side, you are at a little bit of a loss as to where your controls are. So the thing that's actually kind of nice is that they let you configure the controls any way you want. So I've actually got it set where my left shoulder pad, which is now down in the palm of my hand because I've got it turned sideways, I've, I've got that as my shooty shoot button. And then you can huh. either use the stick or the D-pad to kind of move left and right. Because the only movement that you do is left and right. You're just kind of avoiding things and then, and then firing as you go. Um, and, I, and I've talked about Downwell in the past, but this is one that I've actually kept my eye out for, for quite a while. I was going to buy this on several occasions and never did, and it's now on the Instant Game Collection. And if you uh, are playing your Vita, if you're out playing Salt and Sanctuary or something else, uh, this is a very small footprint. It's like a 40-megabyte game, um, so you might as well install it and... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, quite a lot of fun. It's still, you know, I'll be honest. It did not give me the. Um you know the the skills that I needed I, I had expected to be a lot better at Downwell playing it with uh, mm-hmm. the hard keys and uh, did, did not quite pan out that way but I, it, it does have that addictive quality where I, I kind of want to come back to it and I don't resent it as much for having the soft keys on the Vita so I think it's uh, it's a really good platform for that game so uh, Downwell I think is normally four to five bucks but if you have Playstation Plus uh, free to you this month as part of your
0: subscription with that. What are the August games? Did we talk about those on the show? Uh, we like, did yeah
1: about. so there's, there's uh, check out the the previous uh, Game Bite show on that, but if I can pull up the list real quick, uh, I believe the uh, Atawale uh, Freedom Cry for Assassin's yeah. Creed 4 is one of them. That's on PlayStation oh, cool. Four. Um, I already own it. Yeah, yeah. There's They're cool. There, there's a few of them, but you can you can check that out on our on our previous podcast or over at the PlayStation blog. That's what cool. I've been playing this week.
2: Nice, sweet. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, it is your turn. Uh, quick update, because uh, I have mentioned I think once or twice already the Diablo three Necromancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've th- I kind of basically wrapped up my my uh, current fling with with Diablo, so I got the Necromancer up to cap, uh, and then I played a bunch through Adventure Mode, did a bunch of like um, Nephilim Rifts and stuff like that at, that you do at the end game, and uh, basically just got to the point where. Um, I had unlocked all the skills and runes and tried out a bunch of various builds. And then my build, my skill build kind of became cemented by the legendaries that I was getting that had, um, legendary buffs that would apply to certain skills. And so it's like, if, if, you know, this skill is going to do 25% more damage, why would I use any other skill, right? So, right. so then, then you 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 can push on to like a higher level of difficulty in the game and get more loot or whatever. But then sometimes you kind of lock yourself into a certain build, and um, after a while, it just kind of becomes. Uh, it, I, I felt a sense of sort of diminishing returns with with Diablo, and it's been that way for um, basically every every character class that I've played. Like once I get them to end game, and the like the kind of the low hanging fruit of progress of getting there and then kind of getting to a sort of starting point like a, like a base camp on the mountain of, of gearing right um, once I get that far I, I Usually don't really care to progress much further. That's about the time in my like Diablo cycle where I start to realize, or I start to think about all the other games that I could be playing. You know, right. <laughs> like I, I've still never actually even tried Path of Exile. I should, and and you know that's in the same basic genre. I said I should try that out sometime. Right. Um, but well, uh, the one thing I want to say about Diablo. Um, there's a recent addition to the game uh, called um, Challenge Rifts, and I think on paper it's a really good idea because what it does is it, you, you access it from the main menu of the game, so you're not playing one of your characters. What they do is they they choose someone else's character and have you play their character with with like that. However, they have it geared and and socketed and and all that stuff, and um, and the skills and everything. You can't change any of that stuff. What, what you have to do is beat the other person's time on the... It's basically like a time trial through a, a Nephilim Rift in that game, which is um, they send you to random um, or, you know... When this guy first encountered it, it was a random level and a bunch of mobs, right? And so you go in there and you just try to kill them faster than this guy did. And if you win or, you know, if you succeed, you get like some crafting materials that I guess transfer over to your to your main game, to any of your characters that you might log into with, like probably in your stash. Right. Um However, if you lose, you don't get anything. You just have to retry, right? And, um, I found that the last couple, they, so they're doing these, they're, they put a new one up every week. And so last week's, there was a, a monk build that, um, was, Suboptimal, let's say. All right. And so, so if you went to like the Blizzard forum or or Reddit or whatever, there's all these people like, this build sucks. I can't do anything with this. You know, well, they don't have any good skills. It's all this, there's like, this gearing doesn't make sense. He's wearing the wrong stat. You know, it's like, oh. that seems, it, that's <laughs> talk about diminishing
1: the, returns. Like, that seems like a waste of time.
2: Well, so it's a, on, on paper, the, the mode sounds intriguing, right? Cause it's like, yeah, you know, uh, get me out of my rut. Um, give me a random, for me, something I might not have played before and, and, and try it out. Um, but so there was that monk thing last week and this week it's a, it's a witch doctor. Um, but I, I find that this mode just doesn't really work for me in practice because, um, when I play Diablo, I, I, I settle on my skill build over like you know tens of hours right and and I've, not only that but there's a lot of thought that's gone into like what gear choices that i wear like what what set pieces sync together uh like yeah there's a lot of kind of um what's that word like synergies well, you're, between... you're not
0: hardcore enough for this mode dale yeah
2: like, I, I no, i think i think this that's is a mode for the people truth. who have
0: put thousands of hours into the game and now just need something different absolutely right? i think
2: that's exactly <laughs> what it is because i've i've never gotten to max level torment or anything like like i said i usually c-
0: there's no max level that's the thing yeah, well yeah <laughs> i mean awesome. you can, uh,
2: torment 13 is the max difficulty but then you can do oh like, yeah the, Torment. sorry i meant Paragon. there's <laughs> no the rift runs and the, uh, yeah the paragon levels or whatever but anyway but basically what i'm, I'm getting to is that uh yeah, until there's like a new class or uh, an expansion or more zones or something like that, uh, I'm gonna kind of cycle out of Diablo. Um, even though I thought the Necromancer was awesome, uh, like almost constant feeling of being super overpowered. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good class, I think. Um,
0: uh, and I, it, it was it was fine. I just wasn't in the mood to play Diablo. I didn't really care. Yeah, well, just so, you know, give I, it a I few haven't got it or to the next level yet, which kind of sucks, but.
2: Uh, but, um, yeah, I had, had fun with that. So after that, I, I kind of went back to a friend of mine was posting on Twitter about her travels in, uh, elite dangerous and some of the stuff that's going on in that game these days, they're kind of ramping up the, uh, presence of the, the alien race, the Thargoids, and they're going to, they're building up to a kind of a larger update at, at some point in the near future. So I, I hopped back in there and uh was tooling around in my, um, Explorer exploration kitted out uh, kind of mid level ship, um, and I found that since I've played Elite, um, they've really buffed some of the kind of like quest rewards. Uh, it basically just means it's easier to earn credits, right? But at the same time, they what they have not done is really I think increased the the price of some of the higher end ships. So like when this game first came out, and and even still, some of the well, I, I guess pretty much all through the kind of progression curve of ships that you would get. Uh, And they come in different varieties because there's some ships that are better for trading, some that are better for combat, some that are better for exploration or whatever. Um, It's always been quite a leap in terms of costs for upgrading to the next ship. Right. And it still is, but I think with the, the buffs to some of the um, quest rewards and stuff, Whereas those used to be like pretty trivial and I don't think anybody would ever really run those kind of NPC offered um, sort of like fetch quests and, and that sort of thing that they offer mm-hmm. you at the at the stations in that game. Uh, now it's fairly good money per hour to, to do some of those. So, so I got in there and grinded out a bunch of those um, more almost for the kind of like factional reputation than for the credits because um, while I definitely want a lot of credits for uh, an upgrade to like an Anaconda or whatever, which is like an end game ship. Um, those cost like, I don't know. So I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 170 million or something like that. I have like 20 million right now. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty far away. So it's not like I'm going to hit it anytime soon. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, I got into elite. And so what I'm doing now is actually taking my uh, ship out on a, on a very, very long exploration run out into just out into the galaxy, um, in no particular direction except away from the the bubble of kind of settled space, to get out there and, and see some stuff, and maybe get to the fringe of the nearest edge of the galaxy, and then come back and sell the exploration data for a lot of cash. Um, oh yeah, but uh, yeah. So Elite is is that's a really good game to kind of have just on a back burner, especially if you're doing. It really doesn't matter what you're doing because a lot of that game is pretty repetitive. Um, but it's the sort of thing that you can just kind of chill out and, you know, listen to a podcast or just think, you know, <laughs> while you're doing these kind of like soothing, repetitive. Nobody uh, wants to think contemplative, uh, you know, trading runs or whatever. Um, arbitrage the game you know uh, <laughs> uh so the, the the other thing kind of the the thing i've been trying to focus mostly on um, lately is dragon quest 7 which i picked up Whoa. for you know my my cool new uh 2ds xl and um and it's cool it's dragon quest it's seven is not you got a one... 2ds xl i did how is it oh it's i, I like it it's great look Look how look how cool it
0: is on the camera. Whoa! Did you buy it in Japan? No,
2: no, it's uh, no because the the whole 3ds platform is region locked. Um, I would have well, except for the fact that it didn't come out until we left there. But otherwise, I would have because I would have gotten the orange and white one. But anyway, um, I, it's great. I like it. It's my favorite DS uh, hardware so far. But uh, but uh, but as far as the game, um, uh, it's you know it's cool it's it's about as kind of archetypical uh a japanese role-playing game as as you're gonna get right which i guess you could say probably about any game in the series but um seven seven is kind of one of the lesser known or probably lesser played ones um outside of japan just because it came out at a weird time like when it was first released on the playstation it was like 2001 (laughs) in the u.s which by then the ps2 was like almost basically hitting its stride right um and when it came out it had like very very dated graphics and um i think it was also regarded as being like really slow starting and and just kind of archaic for the time Uh, but this 3ds um re-release that came out last year has um it's been kind of rebuilt i think they rearranged some of the things to to make it uh have a little bit tighter pacing and um you know it's kind of modernized a little bit it's it's got graphics that look more like uh dragon quest 9 hmm. um, which if you played that which so it, is it is
1: it a refresh of the graphics or did they redo the I mean, I, I it's, guess it's it's kind of hard on the continuum it, of of
0: remake it's new. to like it's like yeah, entirely so it's new, totally new a new thing. Okay, yeah,
2: it's a you could say it's a remake because the if you go and look at the the original uh, Dragon Warrior sevens graphics for for PS one, it's it's a completely different uh, sort of thing. Like this looks much more like um, um, the style that they've had since eight forward, which is that kind of uh, almost cel shaded look, you know. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm a few hours into it. I've gotten past the opening section, which um, has, there's like no battles and for the first probably 90 minutes or so. And then when you get into it, um, one thing I like is I find that the, the encounters are not randomized. They do it in the sort of like earthbound or... Almost Chrono Trigger's uh, way in which there's a representation of the monsters on the world map. And then so you can kind of run around and avoid them if you want to. Or if you want to grind, there's plenty of them around there. So. And, and is
1: it once you defeat them, they're gone from that? Because I know that was a thing in Chrono Trigger, is eventually you would just kind of end up walking through areas that you've so
2: gone over. So, no, they'll, they'll, um, they'll pop up still. So you 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 won't like clear out an an area forever. Right. The, right. The, the, like you know you take a few steps and um something else will pop somewhere else. But Got like it. I said they're they're fairly easily avoidable. Um it's I I don't know. Has, has anybody not played a Dragon Quest?
1: Uh I've played well, very little I'd Dragon have. Quest, but my my big experience is with like Dragon Quest 8, I think, yeah, me, which is pretty too. different from everything else. Me
2: too. It, yeah, it, it's it's actually kind of um uncharacteristic because like i i've played a lot of japanese role-playing games right like over time and i certainly played the first dragon warrior on, on the nintendo right but i never played any other ones until uh eight on right. ps2 which I, I played all the way through that and that's the only one that i've played all the way through mm-hmm. um because i never did get i don't know i probably never got halfway through the original on nes right right um yeah, but, that's pretty much um, like
1: me. And a lot of people have love for Dragon Quest. They're like, "Oh yeah, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest." And I'm, I just don't have that. Um, so I, I certainly I like
2: to... the the style. I mean, you know, of course, I'm, I'm, I've, I guess for a long time been a big fan of uh, the uh, Akira Toriyama, mm-hmm. like Dragon Ball or Chrono Trigger um, art styles, you know, and, and the games like that. And also these games are, they're just. Happy kind of like chill games. You know, Very for the most innocent.
1: Part. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very sort of cartoon like and um I, I find it sometimes there's something kind of uh I don't know, comforting about uh just like a a sort of simple uh RPG in this style. Right. You know, something where you can again, you can just get out there and grind and chill and like go on a quest in a cave to find a crystal for right. something. <laughs> you <laughs> know. <laughs> that sort of thing
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think this is definitely the, the version of this that I would that I'd consider I have actually before this I hadn't really heard a lot of great things about 7 I had heard that it was grindy or that it just didn't really you know what we would say these days it doesn't respect your time as much but maybe with a remake oh, right. they uh, you know well, they,
2: that kind of just comes with the genre right I mean that, yeah
1: yeah, yeah sure. you, you know what you're getting
2: into I think if you're if you're even looking at a Dragon Quest game you know you're you're, you're in right yeah
1: <laughs> for sure for sure and, uh, folks, with the Game Bite Show podcast, you know what you're in for as well. Uh, we do this podcast twice a week. We've just finished telling you about the games that we've been playing at our midweek, but stay tuned. In just a few days, we'll be back to talk to you about the news of video games, the new releases of video games, and a special video game topic of discussion, so, uh, you'll see that in your feeds in just a little bit of time. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us about any of the games that we've discussed, anything from Salt and Sanctuary, Fortnite, Titanfall 2, Downwell, Dragon Quest, Elite, any of these things, you can reach out to us on social media. You can find us collectively at a group on twitter at Game Show. you can also reach out to us individually I am at jeremy underscore lamont
0: you can find me at legrand and I am at count Elmdor.
1: You can also find our fourth man and good bunny, Jared Redeye Dunn, over at R-E-D underscore I. Jared also runs the uh, Twitch.tv stream once or twice a week over at TV slash Show. Check out the Titanfall uh, Frontier Defense Mode that I mentioned at our YouTube archive, youtube.com slash Show. We had a lot of good fun there. And uh, you can also visit our website on the internet, Gamebyteshow.com, where you can find our entire podcast back... Catalog, uh, lots of good stuff back there. Uh, video sidebar, all kinds of things. Send your friends over there and uh, have them join the fun, uh, folks. Until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you
0: next time. See ya, puff up, puff.